Welcome to Category Visionaries, the show dedicated to exploring exciting visions for the future from the founders who are on the front lines building it. In each episode, we'll speak with a visionary founder who's building a new category or reimagining an existing one. We'll learn about the problem they solve, how their technology works, and unpack their vision for the future. I'm your host, Brett Stapper, CEO of Frontlines Media. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hey, founders, and thank you for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Patrick Visentainer, CEO and co-founder of Repower, a commercial trailer marketplace that's raised roughly $13 million in funding. Patrick, thanks for chatting with me today. Thanks, Brett, for having me. Looking forward to our conversation. I'm really excited about it as well. Let's go ahead and kick off with just a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background. Absolutely. Well, my name is Patrick Visentainer, as Brett said, co-founder of Repower. Grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm married to my beautiful and supportive wife. Supportive is a key word there, Brett, named Lacey. We met my senior year of college at Auburn University and uh, been married for five years. You know, I had no idea what I was wanting to do in college when I was at Auburn. And I was actually at the time failing accounting. Uh, I had a buddy who was in supply chain and I decided to hop in with him, follow him. And I quickly fell in love with supply chain and logistics. And, you know, I've always loved problem solving. And that's something that I was able to do and see, you know, being in transportation and logistics every day is a problem. It's a big puzzle piece that you walk into and you have to sit down and put those pieces together. But you have there's multiple people involved. And I really, really enjoyed that. And so I guess the problem solving and providing a solution aspect kind of further drew me into the supply chain and logistics world. You know, I get in trouble a lot with my wife at home. You know, she comes home from work and she's wanting to vent and, you know, she just wants me to listen and comfort her. But I always try to help find a solution. And a lot of times that's not what she's looking for. But that is something that I love and I found in supply chain. Besides that, I'm an extremely passionate person, really passionate about growing personally and you know, developing my business skills and tools. I found that I'm most successful when I set goals for myself. I'm very goal-oriented person. I set goals, you know, three goals every day and then goals every week, every month, every quarter, every year. And I write those down and I put them in front of me somewhere where I can see them every day. I also have just notes on my phone full of goals and things that I want to do. Me and my wife, I've gotten her into that. We'll go to dinner once a year and we go over our goals and talk about our upcoming goals for the year. And it's become one of my favorite nights that we have together. I've also, you know, going through the whole startup phase, there's a lot of things that you're not sure of. You're trying to figure things out. And one thing to help combat a lot of that is your brain. And so I I continue to, you know, your attitudes and your thoughts that are coming into your mind. And I found that the more I feed my brain with exercise and positive things and motivating things like podcasts and quotes, quote of the days, those really help push me forward and become better and keep pushing forward every single day. And a lot of that, I think, comes from, you know, sports. I grew up playing sports, baseball, basketball, football, always kind of on that team sport. I like having people around me. I'm not good at some things, but... My co-founder, somebody I work with, I know that that is something that they can help me improve on or we can work well together. And that's what I found in my co-founder, Spencer Ware. So I think, you know, those early days of 
figuring out your co-founders. That's something that's really critical. And then the last thing, Brett, about me, sorry to make this lengthy, is one thing that I carry with me every day is just what my dad taught me. And I'm sure you've heard it before, but you know, he told me I can do anything I want and anything I set my mind to as long as I work hard. And I truly believe that. And I live by that every day. On the topic of goals and just dig in there a little bit, how are you looking on your business goals and how are you looking on your personal goals? Yeah, great question. I was looking at that and where I stood and I tend to set my goals a little ambitious, which is a good thing, but also a bad thing. I'm not behind, but I'm not ahead. I'm kind of right in line in, in a way, but I can do better in a lot of things and I still have some things I need to improve on. So overall, I feel pretty good. What about founders that inspire you? When I ask that question or when I say that, who comes to mind immediately? Coming from the supply chain world, you know, going back to that and what we're doing at Repower, I've gotten to see just this industry and, and this market kind of go through a digital transformation. And there's been a ton of really, really solid founders that have come through. People like, you know, Convoy and Dan Lewis and what they did. And I know that Things have changed recently with them, but they really set the tone for the transportation space and they've opened a lot of doors for people like Repower and new visibility tools and platforms. And so I would have to say choosing somebody in that field, any of those people in the last five years, as well as Malcolm McLean, who invented the intermodal shipping container, he completely revolutionized the maritime shipping. He's got a great story. And then from a marketplace standpoint, Rich Barton, he's the founder of Expedia and Zillow. And Repower, we look at ourselves similar to both those, Expedia and Zillow. So I'll probably go Malcolm McLean and Rich Barton. What about books? And the way we like to frame this, we got this from an author that I have a feeling you've probably heard of him, but it's at Ryan Holiday. And Ryan Holiday calls them QuickBooks. So QuickBook is a book that like rocks into your core, really influences how you think about the world and how you approach life. Do any QuickBooks come to mind? Yeah, I guess the one that I would choose as I've been talking about, like your brain and mentality and the way you look at things, that's a powerful aspect when you're starting a business. There's a lot of people saying, no, your friends, your family, they don't want you to do it. And the book that I found in those early days was a book, No Limits by John Maxwell. It's really a book on just leadership, growing your capabilities through your attitude, your energy, and just creativity that you have and you're born with and how to use it. And so that's kind of one that's, you know, really helped me out. I love it. Let's switch gears now. Let's dive a bit deeper into Repower and the, the marketplace that you're building there. So just to kick things off, can we just maybe focus on the problem? What problem are you solving with this marketplace? So Repower focuses on the trailing asset, aka the semi-trailer. Why did we do that? Well, if you look at transportation, you know, there's millions and millions of shipments that are being transported every single day. And 80% of those shipments that are being transported, you know, are being hauled in a trailer. So we started off in trailers and the three big problems that we're really solving are fragmentation and fragmentation underutilization of those assets and those assets being inaccessible. And so starting at fragmentation, 92% of the trucking companies that operate in this industry are small fleets, you know, six or fewer power units, six or fewer trucks in their fleet. On top of that though, the flip side, 97% of the trailers in the market are owned by just 3% of the fleets in the market. And so that creates a lot of the fragmentation in the space. 
And then that also creates a lot of those trailers to be underutilized. Great Dane, a trailer manufacturer in the space, says that 75% of a trailer's lifespan is spent detached from a truck, meaning it's not moving, it's not making money. And so that's an astonishing amount of waste and poor asset utilization that the industry you know, has every single day. And it was crazy to see that. And then the last one, they're all inaccessible. Uh, Taxus, a trailer trucking company, you have to have the trailer location, verify if it's you know the load status, the schedule for it. If you have the authority to use it, you have to pay to use it, provide proof of insurance, all the documentation. And on top of that, they have the name brand on the side. They're just for their network and their business only. And we're trying to change the way people look at those assets. And so that's kind of the main three problems that we're solving today. I've interviewed a number of marketplace founders and all of them described to me that when it comes to the marketplace business model, you have this chicken and the egg problem. So which side of the marketplace did you spend the primary attention on? Oh man, that was the hardest thing. You have to have the supply to have the demand. And so we started off trying to find the supply and then we realized that the supply needed to have demand. So we actually kind of reversed it and we went out and found demand and we started calling people and saying, hey, we have these carriers, these renters that want to use your assets. Do you have any not being used? This is how much money you can make and showing them the money. And so we actually found the demand first and then supply. And, you know, marketplaces and just supply chain is very volatile. It flips one week or, you know, one quarter we'll be looking for more supply, the next quarter more demand. But we've kind of found a little small niche that can kind of help us get both. How we're doing it today, you know, from those early days, you did have to find the chicken and the egg and the demand supply. But today we found that we can go after these large enterprise fleets who make up the majority of our supply. And they own that 3% of the trailers in the marketplace. On top of that, they not only have the supply, they have the shippers that they're working with, where they're working. They're all over the country. They have a large carrier network. Uh, not only their drivers, but they have asset light side that has third-party carriers they work with. And so being able to tap into their supply, but also their third-party carrier network has really opened a lot of doors for us to find that chicken and egg and put them all together and let them play together where it benefits everybody involved. Mm -hmm. Makes a lot of sense. This show is brought to you by Frontlines Media, a podcast production studio that helps B2B founders launch, manage, and grow their own podcast. Now, if you're a founder, you may be thinking, I don't have time to host a podcast. I've got a company to build. Well, that's exactly what we built our service to do. You show up and host, and we handle literally everything else. To set up a call to discuss launching your own podcast, visit frontlines.io slash podcast. Now, back to today's episode. What were the early days like for you? Did it feel like you had a viable business here? right away or did it take some time? It definitely took a little bit of time. I think that, Brett, we're very lucky, you know, really kind of where we started, you know, standing up and running with Repower was coming out of COVID-19. Everything was dead. And then in 2021, the economy went crazy and people were, you know, buying more and things like that. And so we saw a lot of that activity in the trucking space. And so within that first year, yes, it was hard to get the first two, three, four customers on board and find that chicken and egg that we talked about earlier. But 
coming out of COVID, the demand for trailers was out the roof and no leasing companies had inventory to give. You know, manufacturers of trailers, they couldn't produce the trailers fast enough. And so we found opportunities with, you know, trucking companies that own these assets and they had to rebalance their trailer pools. And so we would just post them onto our platform and people were renting these trailers for way too much money. And on top of that, we're turning an expense into revenue for these trucking company owners and getting those trailers to a market where they actually needed them and rebalancing those trailer pools. And we started building up a large network of demand and more and more demand came onto the platform because they needed trailers to move freight. And we took that demand and were able to capitalize on more suppliers and showing them that case study that we did with that first big enterprise fleet. And I think we did half a million dollars in the first six months. And we've been kind of living off that and growing and digging deeper. Did you always know that you were going to raise external capital or when did that come into the picture? I didn't know anything about that world when we started Repower, but we knew that we would need capital for what we were trying to do. You know, one thing that we we're always very, you know, strategic and we wanted to make sure we were strategic about was we don't want to just take anybody and everybody's money. We want to make sure that it is strategic money that can help open doors, that can help us really build a business you know, for the future and that can be long-term growth. And I think we've done a really good job of that with our partners and, you know, today. So they've been extremely helpful. And I think it's helped us get to where we want to be a lot quicker than if we didn't raise the capital. When it comes to traction and adoption, are there any numbers that you can share? Yes, I would say, you know, the market right now in terms of transportation, you know, companies are really, really struggling. And there's a lot of companies going out of business. But what's been really cool to see is, you know, as I mentioned in 2021, when the market was the best it's ever been, that's when we saw really quick growth. And now we're at a different point in time where the market has slowed down, but the demand for trailers is still there. And so we've been able to grow month over month during these tough times when we're seeing our peers in the industry struggling and we're, we're finding new value adds we're spending a lot of time with our customers. We're asking them questions. How can we be better? What do you need from us? And we're kind of building our product around their businesses to continue to help them generate revenue and help them optimize their operations. And so not only spending this time, you know, building out new products with them, but understanding the market and seeing how we've been able to play in different types of market conditions has been really cool to see. But I think we did, we'll be finishing about 200% year-over-year year growth in terms of GMV this year. And we're working with 18 of the top 25 largest asset-based fleets. I think we have now, you know, over 10,000 carriers on our platform and that's growing every day. So it's been a lot of fun. What do you attribute to that success? I'm sure any founder that's listening in would love to come on here and talk about that type of growth. What have you gotten right? You know, we've gotten a lot of things wrong, but it's when we have gotten them wrong, we've done a really good job of understanding how we got them wrong. But I would say the biggest piece to our success, Brett, is we're all about the trailer. Our product needs to service that trailer, service our customer on the supply and the demand side. But what we've done a really good job at is spending time with our customers, especially the early customers. We never started Repower to just say, Here's our technology. Here's how you can use it. But instead, we spent early and, you know, every month 
time with our customers and we wanted to hear from them. How do we become better? And they've really kind of helped us build our product for us. And we're learning from them and learning the systems that they have in place. And so I think that spending time with customers and having relationships is critically important as you're starting a company in the early days, especially. What about your messaging? How have you seen that evolve since launching? Messaging's changed based on, you know, market demands and what's going on in the market. Uh, if we need more demand, if we're looking for more supply, but overall selling repower is different. We're not selling just, hey, here's what we're doing at repower, but we get the opportunity to ask questions to our customers and say, what problem are you trying to solve today? And here's a solution that we could provide by using Repower. There's a bunch of different ways you can use our service. And it's been cool to see that you might start off as when you sign up in this field of Repower, but you can evolve and start growing them in different aspects and give them different use cases as they get you know, developed and start figuring out the process and the product and things like that. So it changes, but it varies on customer and size and things like that. To go back to funding a little bit, as I mentioned there, you've raised roughly 13 million to date. What have you learned about fundraising throughout this entire journey? It's something that you need to spend a lot of time on. It's hard to delegate time to that after you just raise, but staying in constant contact with investors, even when you're not raising, because one thing we've learned is like, it's helped us grow our network. Even the people that we've talked to that haven't invested in Repower and they're not a you know capital partner they've been helpful in introducing us to a future investor that might be interested they've been helpful in introducing us to customers and so i think that staying in contact building those relationships when you're fundraising and asking them questions hey do you know this person do you know this company their networks are big and so being able to tap into those even if you're not fundraising it's really good to start that and to keep that going so that when the time is right, you can really bring on a really solid partner that understands you and knows what you're looking to do. Let's imagine you were starting the company again today from scratch. Based on everything that you've learned so far, what would be the number one piece of advice you'd give yourself? Don't wait. You know, a lot of times you have the idea, you know, you have to gather the research, the data and things like that. But I'm a big believer in testing things out, whether you have what you need in place or not. And so I wish that, you know, a year earlier when we originally thought of the idea on the way down to the beach, me and my co-founder, and I was explaining to him and we were talking about what he was seeing, what I was seeing, and the vision of Repowers being created. I wish that we would have gotten back from the beach and started the company then. And it's harder to say that, but the longer you wait, I would just start earlier, I guess is my answer. Love that answer. Final question for you. Let's zoom out into the future. So three to five years from today, what's the big picture vision that you're building? At the end of the day, we're a product and a technology, and we want to continue to build, you know, a product that's easy to use. It's an API first approach that's built on collaboration and connecting people to feel like they're in a community and really just continue to grow the relationships that we have today, explore new things and just continue to enhance our product overall and be customer focused and just keep working hard because I know that we're on the cusp of something big and it's just, it could be tomorrow. It's laying around somewhere close and I'm just, you never know when that day is gonna be. So just continue to evolve the product, build customers 
existing and you know people that we're working on get them on and just keep growing but there's a lot of lot of fun things in the pipeline amazing we'll have to save that for part two and bring you back on in a year or two to uh, talk through all the exciting stuff that you have in the works now patrick we are up on time so we're gonna have to wrap here before we do if there's any founders that are listening in and they've just been inspired by your journey and they want to follow along as you execute on this awesome vision where should they go yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn, Patrick Visentaner. They can check out repower.com. I think we've got a blog that will be updating more. They can check out the Repower LinkedIn page. And then my email is patrick at repower.com. Reach out, feel free to ask questions. I always love meeting people and, and talking shop. Awesome. Patrick, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Brett. And that's. This episode of Category Visionaries is brought to you by Frontlines Media, Silicon Valley's leading podcast production studio. If you're a B2B founder looking for help launching and growing your own podcast, visit frontlines.io slash podcast. And for the latest episode, search for Category Visionaries on your podcast platform of choice. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode.